let's be involved. Our kids and youth can be dismissed. And then I'm going to go to the word of the Lord tonight. I'm glad you're all here. Thanks for coming on Wednesday night. And God bless you. Don't forget to get your shirts after service. Everybody say praise the Lord. Thank you, musicians and singers. Awesome spirit, presence of the Lord tonight. Appreciate our men uh, getting out and worshiping tonight, getting around and lifting up their hands. And thank you, men. We need men to be involved. We need men to lead the way. Thank you so much. And, uh, boy, this is neat, learning about uh, Brother Cole, a great man of God. And I'm excited about that. Ephesians 4, 11 through 16. Ephesians 4, 11 through 16. And we want to go to the Word tonight. And I hope that this will bless you and help you. Talk about the ministry of the saint. Anybody here a saint tonight of the Lord, most high? Good. That means God has a plan for you. And I want to talk about the biblical viewpoint of what a saint is. I know you might be thinking a saint, someone who goes to church, that's in pews, wears a tie, ties an offering, and, and, you know, we love Jesus, we act good. But that's actually not the, the full definition of what a saint is. And I want to make sure you know what a saint is. Because uh, if you're a saint, you need to know what God expects of you. Ephesians 4 and 11, and then I'll let you be seated after I read these. Ephesians 4 and 11, and he himself, this is Jesus talking about, uh, gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. Why did he do that? For the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. So who does the ministry? The saints do the ministry. If the, if the fivefold Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers do the ministry. There's only a few of those uh, in the 8 billion souls. We're not going to reach the world. Does that make sense just logically speaking? If we took just the ministers and they were sent to reach the entire world only and the saints just got to eat chicken, play golf, go on vacations, we're not going to reach the world. I don't work at your job. I don't, go to, I don't have your family outings and I don't hang around your employees at your job. I can't, win, I can't win them. They won't talk to me. Right? And let's go a step further. Do you think people in the world really want to talk to a preacher? Hi, I'm a preacher. You want to talk? No, I hate preachers. Okay, well. You know who's really better to reach the world? People that work with them. People that, that eat lunch with them at work. They'll listen to you quicker than listen to me, right? Yeah, that's the truth. That's why we've got to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Not only do you do the work of the ministry, you, you build up the body of Christ. You strengthen each other. You minister to each other. And, and we will all come, verse 13, to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect or complete man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, to be like Christ. Why? That we should no longer be children tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine, believe this last week and believe this next week, but we're solid. And, and we don't get tricked by the trickery of men. We don't get easily deceived by, by false prophets and men and the cunning craftness of deceitful plotting. That doesn't get us, doesn't trick us because we're grounded, because we're equipped the right way. But here's what we're going to do. Speak in verse 15, speaking the truth in love that we may grow up in all things into him who is the head Christ. Everybody saying all things. Saints grow up into all things, not partial things. See, most saints think they have to do a few things, and that's why they don't want to be a preacher, because you get it easier. All things. Someone say all things. Listen, saints don't get it easier than preachers. Saints don't get it easier than pastors. Nobody, God is no respecter of persons. That goes both ways. You don't get to get it easier than me. We have a different role, but you have to answer to God and do what God says just like I do. You have to. And so we think that saints got it easier because they're not having to have the burden, and that's not true. None of that stuff is biblical. We've created that gap between pulpit and pew. That's not shouldn't be there. We're the ones that made the stage up three foot high, right? It's cultural. God's plan for your life is so rich and so deep. He wants you to grow up into all things to be just like him, just like him, not just like the pastor, just like Jesus from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share. Everybody say, i got to do my part. Everyone here has to carry the load. you got to do your part. This body works in sync together. You've got a part to play. I've got a part to play. But we all are in the same body, and we all have the same, same uh, uh, spirit in us, and we all have the same direction that we're going. We're in this together. There's not an easier position in the church. 
There's not an easier position in the church. It's all things, all of us, equipped and worked to do the work of God that causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Do you see that last part, verse 16? It causes growth. Everybody say growth. When the saints are healthy and they're, and they're carrying the load and they're doing the will of God, it causes growth. People don't go to a church and stay there because the pastor is cool. They barely talk to pastors these days. But they hang out with you. Right? They hang out with you. They spend more time talking to you and eating at your house than they do the pastor's house. So if the saints are healthy and strong, the church will grow. So those of us here tonight, you're hearing this word, God wants to grow you. God wants to call you to be a saint so that you can be in ministry, so that you can help the kingdom grow. It is your responsibility. Everybody say in Jesus' name. You can be seated. I'm glad you're here. It's Wednesday night. It's a great night. Let me get into it. We are all saints when we're born again of the water and the spirit. Every one of us. Saint is where you start. Anyone know here what the word saint means? Literally, in the Greek, it means the holy ones. It's the same Greek word as when uh, the angel came and told uh, Mary that the baby would be holy. It literally means holy, pure, like God. If you're a saint of God, it's because you're holy. That's, I could preach on that a long time, right? Everybody say we're holy. You're not, if, you're, if you're not holy, you're not a saint. That's a great way to say it. So if you're not holy, you're not a saint. So the definition of saint, according to Scripture, just means the holy ones. I am holy. That's why when you get the Holy Ghost, you become a saint because you have the spirit of holiness inside of you. Preachers have to really hear from God. And people say, well, I'm not a preacher. I get to take the day off. I'm so glad I'm not a preacher. People are like, I couldn't do what you do. No, no you can't do what I, I do because you're not called to do what I do. But you are called to do something, and it's of equal weight and value than what I do. Some of you are better at, at things than me. You know, there are people in this church, you've got gifts I don't have. You know, uh, Eddie and Lisa could go to a restaurant and talk to the whole restaurant and meet everybody and kiss everyone's babies and just talk and talk to everybody. And I'm like, can I get the I'm, I got, I'm tired, all right? Can I, go the, can I go? You know, I just took care of all the saints. I can't take care of the whole world, too. And so people in this room have gifts. Uh, Brother, uh, Brother Gary, you know, he, he's, he tries to buy McDonald's for people all over Bastrop. He's got a gift of talking to people and, and going to McDonald's with people and trying to re- invite people to church. He's got a gift. Uh, he loves going to McDonald's. He loves talking to people in Bastrop. That's something he does, and he's good at it. Everybody's got a gift. Dante plays the drums like no one's business. It's amazing what, how he can do it. We've all got a gift. We've all got a place and a part to play in the kingdom. And we just got to find out what's our part. What can we do? How can we serve? Because it's special and it's important. But too many saints say, well, I am so glad I am not a pastor. Woo, I, I couldn't. I, I'd have to pray every day. I'd have to really be holy. <laughs> i got to be careful what people think about me. i got to make sure my kids are living right. So if you're not a pastor, you can just do whatever. What did we do? What did we do to saints? We heard them. It's not true. It's not biblical. There's only a few scriptures that talk about the difference in bishops and apostles and evangelists and saints. Only a few. The, the Bible was written to humanity. The Word of God is written to humans. If you can breathe, this book is for you. If you're a saint tonight, then this book is for you. Don't you know that a lot of the letters written are to the churches? Is anyone in the church right now? If you're in the church right now, then this book is written to you, and you need to take that word as treasure, and you need to obey it. So, so we're like, no, I'm not a preacher. I'm not a pastor, apostle, evangelist, teacher, none of that. I am free to do what I want, enjoy my life, and just, I'm free to do what I want, and I'm going to go to heaven. No, it's not true. It's not biblical. Not at all. We say things like, well, I have to live right, pastor. And my question to you is, what does it mean to live right? Define that live right. I just got to have a good life. What does it mean to have a good life? Does that mean be biblical, maybe? How many think living a good life and living righteously means obeying the Bible? Anybody believe that? Okay, so we agree. So as a saint, you know you have to believe in and obey the Bible if you're going to be a good saint. Well, good. Let's just start with the Bible and what it says we should do. And then you can do that and don't have to worry about listening to me. Matthew 7 and 19, every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. 
So what's one of the ways the saints know that they're saved? Do the will of the Father. Now, that's a very generic thing. You know why? Because it could mean he wants you to come down here and pray in the service. That's the will of the Father. If it is for you, you better do it because you won't be saved if you don't obey the will of the Father. It could be for you to, to, to buy this or sell this. It could be anything. What is the will of the Father? It could be to, to love someone. It could be to pay for someone's meal. It could be for you to do, I don't know, you, you figure it out. What's the will of the Father for you? Because if you don't do it, you won't be saved. It's that clear in Scripture. So we, we, we want a list of things that we have to do to be saved. We want the law. We want pastor to tell us all the ways to live to be saved. But this scripture right here is so big because it literally just says it right. Whatever God says to do, you do it, whatever it is. Now, what does this tell us? To be right with God, we have to have a prayer life and hear from God. Do you hear from God? Well, now you've got to hear from God just like me. Man, that's kind of, that's, that's tough right there, isn't it? I just want a pastor to tell me everything. I, that's not how it works. i got to hear from God from me. You have to hear from God for you. I'll tell you what I, I think God's telling me to tell you, but it's usually a confirmation. It's usually more of a confirmation than a revelation. God uses pastors to confirm things, not always reveal things, because if, you, if you're not in step with the Spirit, it'll offend you. You should have already heard that you're supposed to be in ministry, and when I say it, it ought to confirm something. Whenever I met Alana, I told her, I said, I feel like you've got like a missionary thing in the future. I didn't know she already had that in the works in her deep in her spirit. It's a confirmation. It's a confirmation. And so you, you hear from God, and God talks to your family, and, and God tells you what to do with your life. And usually, if we do this thing right, the pastor confirms it and says, I agree, I feel good about it, or I'll, I'll be preaching, and it'll click with your spirit. And, and you'll, you'll tell me this all the time. You're like, Pastor, I was just talking about on my way to church, and you preached it. It's a confirmation. But, but here's the key. Every one of us. Every one of us, if you're breathing, if you can hear me, you've got to do the will of your Father or you won't go to heaven. When you wake up in the morning, say, what's your will? This is why when we pray in Matthew 6 and 9, we pray in this manner. Therefore, pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. When you pray daily prayers, here's literally how you pray. What's your will today? Work here, quit that job, do this, take the trash out, kiss your wife. What's God's will? If you're doing his will daily, minute by minute, second by second, you're going to go to heaven. A good way to know you're saved is you're submissive to the will of God every day. And so that puts something in your spirit where you say, God, I just want to do your will, whatever it is. Kind of like we preached on Sunday. Bishop said, whatever your will is, God, I want to do it. And look at the cool things God did whenever we submit to God's will. I've never seen anybody do the will of God and their life was worse. Ever. Ever. I've only seen God blessed. Do you think the disciples regretted following Jesus? After the miracle signs and wonders they saw? Can you imagine like talking to them when they were all in a group after Jesus was gone and, and they're sharing stories of how many blinded eyes were opened, how many debt were raised, how many people were set free and demons were cast out? Talk about a fun life. A whole lot better than, yeah, caught me a fish. Shot me a buck. Man, you see that football game? No, I, I saw the blinded eyes opened up. I saw demons rush out of people. Y'all, this is what God's calling us to be and to do. And that is not just for preachers. If God's will is being spoken to you, then just do it. I'm telling you, this is the will of God. And so when we pray, we pray God's will. We say, God, I want your will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is for saints, not for preachers. Let's be contextual. Jesus wasn't talking to the future apostles and preachers. He's just talking about what's right. He said, when you pray, this is how you pray. Lord, what's your will? This is what really every saint should be worried about right now is, am I in the will of God? In my marriage, am I treating my husband, my wife right? And you're doing it for your marriage. You should be doing it for the Father. Well, I've got to do this. I'm stuck in this. No, God called you to do this. 
It's his will to do this. We're like, hey, should, you know, is it okay to drink or not drink? What's the will of the Father? Ask him. You want the scripture for everything because we don't have prayer lives. We don't have an open channel to God. We have to find it in the Bible, everything we do. We miss the point. The Bible is just teaches us how to know God's voice. It's not God's voice. It's the roadmap to understanding how to hear from God. It's, the Word of God is just there as a blueprint to show us how to get to Him and how to know how to build our faith up. The Word brings faith, but then that faith creates prayer, and that prayer creates a dialogue between you and your God. That's why people could not have a scripture for go to Thailand and be a missionary. Where is that in your Bible reading daily? Thus says the Lord in the year 2023, Alana, go to uh, Taiwan and be a missionary. Oh, cool. It's right there, 2 Samuel 4 and 6. It's, i got to obey the Bible. <laughs> it's, y'all, the stuff we do is not in the Bible, but the concept is. And the principles are. So we've got to hear from God if we're going to be saints. Paul wrote to the saints at Rome. I can prove it to you because Rome chapter 1 verse 7 says, To all who are in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints. The highest calling is a call to be a saint. You know I'm a saint? No, you're a pastor. No, I'm a saint. You become a saint before you become anything else. The problem is we've got too many preachers and not enough saints. We've got pastors who aren't saints, evangelists who aren't saints, apostles who aren't saints. Our number one calling, you'll never lose it, is to be a saint. And God launches everything from there. Everything goes from that. It says grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 12 and 1, since we know that this letter is written to the saints, what does the Bible tell the saints? Let's go through it and have a little Bible study tonight. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you saints, everybody say me, present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. That's not for preachers. That's for saints. And do not be conformed to this world. That's not for preachers. That's for saints. Well, you're a preacher. You've got to live a higher standard. No, if I'm a bishop, I have a, I have a list of rules I have to go by. That's it. Bishops and deacons have a few things they have to do differently because they're managing a church and they have to have a higher standard in some areas. But the Bible does not teach that you get to be less holy because you're not up here with the microphone right now. Well, his family can't go there and do that because they're pastors. We, we do this stuff to be saved. We do this stuff because the will of God is talking to us. Things we do and how we dress and what we live like, we're not just doing this stuff just because it's just fun or whatever. We believe it's right. This is the right way to live. We don't just make it stuff up. We feel like God spoke to us. And if we feel like it's for you, we'll tell you. Maybe some stuff's not for you yet. But, but the stuff that we do, God's speaking to us. We're saints. Yeah. The Bible doesn't say because you're a bishop, you have to suffer more. That's not biblical. No. This is for all of us. Do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's a saint's mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect to the saints. What's the will of God for you? You're going to have to pray and read your Bible to find that out. Your will of God comes through your study and your asking God. I am a confirmation of that. I cannot call anyone to ministry. I can only talk about what I see God already talking to you about. Pricking your heart. This is the will of God for you, to find out what is good, acceptable, perfect will of God to the saints. Verse 3, for I say through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you. Everybody say everyone. New converts, people behind fishbowls. People that are in the back, people upstairs, people behind the computer, everyone. New converts, old saints, everyone has to do this. Everybody say everyone. Nobody gets to have a free ride around here. Nobody gets to come up and do what they want to do because the level that you're on, God has a calling on everyone. You get the same spirit as I have the first moment that you get it, and therefore you have the same responsibility. It's for all of us. Siri's trying to preach. Get thee behind me. This is for everyone. Everyone. 
not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. That's for all of y'all. That's for me too. But to think soberly. How can you think soberly if you're buzzing or drunk? Or on drugs. You can't. See, I just proved another way, another way for you not to drink or do drugs. As God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. Everybody in this room has got something special that God gave to you individually. You have your own measure. What God is doing is individual. There's not a cookie cutter thing. God has a plan for you. For your house, for you. And you've got to find out what it is. For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. So we being many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Having then gifts differing. Y'all, we all have different gifts. This is why we need to be together and be different. You know what happens? Is churches get tribal. Where people go to churches that fit them perfectly. We don't need that. We need people to stay in a church that are different than everybody else uh, so we can get some more stuff done. We got churches that are all legs, churches that are all arms, churches that are all ears. God help us get everything in every church. I want every age. I want women and men. I want different cultures. I want different languages. I want different personality types. I want people that are shy and people that are intercessors and people that are bold. When we can be in our place, we won't fight each other anymore. When we can respect that you can do things better than me and it doesn't get in my territory, then we can endure each other. There is no threats among us. I need you and you need me. I need saints as much as you need a pastor. We give each other purpose and definition. We're nothing without each other. What's a pastor without a church? We need each other. God is trying to tell us something, the saints something. You have a specific role that God wants to give to you individually, and I can't preach that message and call you are all, all of you arms or all of you legs. Tonight's not the message to preach, be a leg, be an arm. Tonight's the message, hear from God. Be what God called you to be. That's all I'm going to say tonight. I'm going to tell you the word of God is God has a plan for you individually. You've got to hear the word of God as a saint. You're not cookie cutters all doing the same thing. God has a plan for you while you come to AFC that I can't do. I can't do it. Pastors don't grow churches. Churches grow churches. The whole body does it. Pastors don't do it by themselves. Uh, let, me, let me be honest with you. This needs, to be, this needs to be said, okay? Brother Bernard did a great work over at New Life over here. Great work. Amazing what he did. But Freddie Hartcraft paid for a lot of people's churches. Freddie Hartcraft, right? So, so it took Freddie Hartcraft and David Bernard. That's how this works. You may never hear about Freddie Kraft. You may not hear about the sacrifice of his money that he gave to build churches. But I know it because his daughter goes to our church. Yeah? So I want you to understand that no matter how great you are in the kingdom of God, you still need somebody else. It doesn't matter who you are, how big your name is, or where you come from. You still need somebody else's gifting to partner with you before you do big things. So Brother Menard had a great team, and they built that church. And our church it has a great team, and our church is going to grow. Because you have to have help. Have to. Yep. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing how God does the kingdom growth. I love that. In fact, let's give Brother Hart, Hartcraft honor. I don't think he's gotten a lot of honor. Let's give him honor. Sometimes, and I don't think anyone does it on purpose, but I think sometimes as, as men of God, I think sometimes we only think about the fivefold ministry. We don't think about the saint that made it possible. We only think about that preacher that came to the revival. But that preacher was paid for by the... Not many guys out there preaching for free. They got bills to pay. It takes the whole body. We have a place. We have a place. We're individually members and we're special. And there's different gifts. Different gifts. Where am I? Verse, let's go verse 6. Different gifts. According to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If it's prophecy, 
then please prophesy. Boy, it'd be nice that we could hear from God, get a revelation. I'd love that. I like how it says, if it's prophecy, not if it's the beans you ate or your pride or you want to look like you're spiritual. If it's prophecy, say it. If it's not, be quiet. Keep praying. (laughs) Keep praying about it. If you really have prophecy, then use it. People in this church have that gift. That's wonderful. Yep, that's wonderful. Hey, if someone makes a little bit of a mistake, it's okay. You know, just, just let them know. Tell them to go back and pray more. Maybe they miss a little bit. Maybe they're on to something. Maybe they're new at it. Let's don't kill people that don't do perfect at the gifts. They're trying to figure it all out. Let's give them time. But use it in proportion to our faith. I like that part, in proportion to your faith. Some people prophesy big because they have big faith. Some prophesy little. Hey, you know what? I'll take anything. I'll take a little bitty prophecy. If you want to tell me where to eat after church, I receive it. I don't want to get shot tonight, okay? I'll take a little prophecy, wouldn't you? I'll take a little bitty one. So if you've got little prophecies because you have little faith, use it. Don't be quiet just because the devil tells you it's a little prophecy. We need to let the people of God be where they're called to be. Man, there's some days I'd take anything from God. How about you? There's some nights I'm like, just tell me something. Lord, just tell me you know my name. Just, tell, let, just let somebody text me. Let's let somebody just talk about me. Like, I don't even care if they gossip. I just, I just want to know that I'm real and I'm alive and anybody even cares about me. Sometimes you just need a little word from somebody. God is talking. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. God's going to want to unlock that in some of you. So you don't realize when you call someone at 9 o'clock at night and say, God put you on my heart, I don't even know why I called you. That's a prophecy. God spoke to you. You call them, you pray for them, and you encourage them. They may be going through hell. I don't know what to say. You don't have to know what to say. God already told you what to do. Just do it. Do the will of God. Do the will of God. Whatever God says, just do it and don't look back. This is, this is the way we're all supposed to be. Or if it's ministry... Let us use it in our ministering. Who teaches? If you're a good teacher, then teach. If you've got the gift, then use it. Some of y'all are good teachers, but you're not preachers, and so you don't get involved. But there's a lot of y'all that are good teachers. Some of y'all teach in your occupation at your job. You do presentations, and you do PowerPoints, and you're a good teacher. Get involved. Teach Bible studies. You're good at it. Be a teacher if that's your gifting. He who exhorts an exhortation. Brandon, you're a, good, you're a good exhorter. I don't know if that's a word, but yeah, I guess it is. We don't use it a whole lot. But you're a hype man. You know what? You're a hype man. You're in the rap video, you're the guy behind the rapper. That's what you are. In the rap music video, you're the guy. So if Craig was up here and he was going to town, you know, you, you would be behind him and be like, what, what? And then you back off because Brandon is a hype man. And you know what? I like the hype. I need faith in my life. There's days I'm ready to give up and quit. And he gets up there and says, I'm telling you that God's going to get. And I'm just like, yeah. We need it, y'all. Everyone's got to do their part. I already told Brother Brandon that God's going to use him with faith. And God's going to use his radical faith. And he's going to see miracles, signs, and wonders because he's got faith. He believes God can do anything. We need these young men and young women to operate in faith and to preach when we're quitting and giving up and we're sad. We need them to come remind us that God's on the throne. And anything's possible. This is good. This is better than I thought I was going to go tonight. I just I threw it together before church. This is really awesome. Kind of feel lazy sometimes, but then the Lord just uses me better when I don't prepare a whole lot. It's just like I wait on them last minute, God's like, do it. And I'm like, okay. And I write it all down, and God just flows. It's so, so cool, man. All right, okay. So, so if you're going to exhort, exhort. We need the hype people in the church to be hype. We need some of y'all. Sherry Cooney's running around, hi, bless the Lord. Ah. We, we need all that, y'all. We need people to be like that. We need people in the church to be you. Please, if you, have a, if, you, if you have a spirit of joy on you, please be loud. Please go, go shake someone's hand. Please hug people's necks. Please exhort and tell that God is on the throne and God is good. We need you. Some of us are trying to fight a little bit. We need to hear from you. <laughs> Thank God for a, a people that can exhort and believe in God when all hell's breaking loose. He who gives with, libera- with libera- liberality. Wow. Give liberally. He who gives, give. Some of y'all are givers. It's your gift. Did y'all know that was in the Bible? We know not everybody likes to give. 
But some of y'all are just good at it. I'm sorry, it's just you're good at it. Some of y'all can make it and you can give it. Everybody has a different place in the kingdom. Rich folks may not like teaching Bible studies. They may just like go working out there in the world. They like writing big checks so everybody else can go teach Bible studies. That's kind of like me. I support foreign missions so God won't call me. <laughs> My philosophy is if I'll help pay for it, then he'll send Alana. And I'm like, have fun, sister. It'll be great. God bless you. If you need more money, let me know. I'd rather work a side job <laughs> to send people to Taiwan. I'm sure China won't do anything. It's fine. Okay, and let's move on. He who gives, give liberally. Y'all, some people are good at making it and giving it. Some people just have a gift for it. Some people just, they're satisfied and I want anything here. You want this? You want this shirt? You want this? You can have this. People just have a spirit of giving. And the Bible says that if you have that on you, then do it. Don't hold back. Not, ever, not all of us are good at that. Some of you are good at it. You're good at it. So do it. And listen, if, if, if you were a giver and that was your gift, doesn't it just make sense that God has to keep giving you things to give away? Or you'll eventually run out? Well, God's put a, a gift of giving in me, and I have nothing left, so then you've got nothing to give. I'm telling you right now, if you have a gift of giving, then God will gift you with things. God will gift you because He knows that your gift depends on His rewards. But you've got you've to work in your gift. All gifts must flow. If you don't use them, they won't flow. They won't. They'll stop. They'll shut down. So if you're a giver, then give liberally. Don't hold back. That's your gift. God's got you. That's right where he wants you. He who leads with diligence. Do we need leaders? Some, some people are not good leaders. Some preachers aren't good pastors. Some of the best preachers, evangelists, they could have a fireball service. We all get the Holy Ghost, and they're horrible at financing money. In fact, they might be stealing it in the church. <laughs> Some, some of them, their gift is that. And you know what they need to do? They need to stay in the pulpit and preach. That's what they do good. And stay out of the admin office because they don't know how to run a church. Some preachers are great preachers. They can't make sure the roof doesn't leak. They can't make sure that the bills are paid. They don't have any money in savings. And that's just not their thing. And so, so some people are good leaders. Let the leaders lead. If you're leading at your job right now, you'd probably be a pretty good leader in the kingdom. So why don't you find a place and lead? Get in charge of something around here and lead and mentor people. And let's, let's trust you to go out there and lead. He who shows mercy, show it with cheerfulness. Thank God for the people that have mercy in the church. We'd all kill each other if it wasn't for people that have mercy. Thank God for the peacemakers that get in the way and say, hey, hey, mercy, mercy, stop. Just forgive them, stop. Thank God for people in this church right now that you keep us glued together. Some of us are, I'm a fighter, right? I'm ready to, I, sometimes I want to just punch a devil. But thank God people that have mercy because people with mercy, they, they can be like, just calm down, mercy. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. We need everyone in the kingdom, y'all. And some of y'all have a gift of mercy. You need to use it. People that are merciful need to speak up and say, let's just have mercy. Thank God for you. Don't be shy. Use your gift and use it with cheerfulness. Yes, cheerfulness. Don't, don't be weird. Don't harp at us. Use it with cheerfulness. All right? Romans 12 and 9. Let love. This is to the saints. Everybody still good? You a saint? Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. This is for saints, not preachers. Let preacher, God, be careful with that evil. No, it's for you and to me. Cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. The pastor has to be nice. He's the pastor. Everyone has to be. Y'all, I'm not going to be held at a higher standard than you on a saint's commandment. This is for us as individual Holy Ghost-filled saints. Boy, we, we think we're going to split hell wide open over other scriptures, but this one, not a big deal. It's very clear that this is what God expects from us as church people. That we've got to have affection, one to another, brotherly love, honor, giving another one a preference. No, you go first. No, you can have this. No, you go ahead and take this seat on the church van. No, you sing the solo. I'll wait. Oh, no, you want to go? You go. Because I'm all about you. 
This is for saints, y'all. This is for the, the, the person that just opens the door. This is for the people that just clean and people that think they do nothing. Boy, if you would all live like this, we would have a worldwide revival. Yes, we would. Giving honor to people, not lagging in diligence, being diligent. That, that's being faithful worker, fervent in spirit, having life to you, not being a deadhead and dull. And, uh, but somebody with some passion inside of you. God, give us saints with passion and fervency. That's the kind of church I want to go to. People I want to be around, people life, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope. I want to be around people that are rejoicing. You are not a saint of God if you're always sour. You're not a saint of God. This is for the saints. If you can't rejoice in hope, it's not over, y'all. There's hope. Then this, you're not living as a saint of God. You've got to become a saint. Patient in tribulation. That's for saints, not just preachers. Oh, for sorry for pastor. You might have to go to jail for preaching. No, you're going to be with me. Both of us are going to be in jail together. I'll be like, hey, Chris, how do we get out? Um, Eddie, can you, uh, got, any, got, any, got any hookups in here? You know? You know? Brother Danny, where you at? You know, we got a lot of experience in our church. I ain't going by myself. Wing, I ain't going. And that's, that's beautiful, isn't it? Isn't that awesome? That's beautiful. That's awesome. I'm glad. Hey, y'all, I'm not going by myself. You know why? Because we're all in this together. Y'all better come bail me out. You hear me? In fact, if I go in, some of y'all go breaking someone's car and join me because, I mean, you've got to find a way to, to get to me, you know. Do something. We got, we're going to have to be in this together because we have to be patient in tribulation. You've got to be that way. Oh, I'm, just, I'm just a little old saint. You've got to be patient in tribulation. That's a big phrase. Continuing steadfastly in prayer. Well, them preachers need to pray. Continuing steadfastly in prayer is for the saints. I work too much. Okay, what do you do after work? Check your FaceTime on your phone. Check your, how much time you spend on devices. Check how much time you spend on things you don't need to do. Check that. Let's all check that. And then let's talk about our prayer times. You can be on a factory line building computers, and you can be like, in the name of Jesus, God, touch this kingdom. God, let the spirits move. God, use me. You can be building. You can put your little uh, headphones in, and you can be listening to preaching all day, listening to the Word of God all day. You can be like, hey, man, I love you. You can be talking to your boss. You can be blessing employees. You can be loving people at your job, praying in Jesus' name. Everywhere you go, you can be talking about the Lord, and you can be working in the Spirit. That's your mission field. I can't do it. I can't do it. No, the way you do it's different than the way I do it. I get it. It's not as focused, but you can be praying steadfastly in prayer, continuing in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints. So let's take up an offering and then make me be the bad guy who gets the stuff and who doesn't. Now I'm the bad guy. You know the best way to take care of each other is for you to develop friendships without me making you. To where when you run out of eggs, somebody with chickens can bring you some. Because i got a lot of chicken people in my life that bring us a lot of eggs. I thank God for them. Do you have your chicken lady? Got my chicken lady. Ladies, I got my jelly ladies. I got, we'll just move on. That sounds horrible. (laughs) She ain't even here tonight. Yeah. You can't interpret some of that? Poor Sister Brown and Brother, Brother George is turning red over here. He's like, how do you say that in Spanish? He's like, uh, Pastor has uh, ladies who give him jelly. <laughs> and ladies will give him, oh, well, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I almost said eggs, but yeah. All right. Just depends on the, to the pure, all things are pure, the Bible says. And so if, find out who you are tonight. My original point on that was, if you will make friends with people, they will be there for you, and they will take care of you. All right? Try to reel it all in. Y'all good? Everybody's good? Amen. All right. Y'all have to keep talking to each other. I see y'all whispering. Pastor. Pastor. We're going to move on now. Move on. 
Yep. So, so we're given the hospitality and we're helping distribute to the needs of the saints. That is a saint-to-saint -saint job. It's not the pastor's job to always have a heart for everybody. Right? It's not my pastor's heart that loves to help people. It's my saint's heart. Oh, he's got a pastor's heart. That's why he doesn't mind blessing folks. Y'all, this is the Holy Ghost in me that tells me to do it. Not my gifting. Look, the gifting makes me good at it. The Spirit tells me to do it. Your spirit will tell you to do things your gifting's not good at. The gifting is your ability to do it. I wish it was getting done. I'm not a pastor. Pastor, can you help pastor? Because that's not me. I care about them just like you do. But I don't have the role. Y'all, the Holy Ghost, the same Holy Ghost talks to all of us the same. And we've got to be a saint and not wait on preachers to do this stuff. This is for all of us. Bless those who persecute you. That's a saint job. Pastor, I am just so offended by that saint across the church. Now, you're a pastor, and you're good at handling stuff like this, but I'm just a saint, and I'm going to get mad, and I'm going to leave, and I'm telling you, I can't handle that persecution. As a saint, you are commanded and expected to bless those who persecute you. And that doesn't say out in the world only. If you feel like you're under persecution, why don't you go bless somebody? Bless them. That's a saint's job not a pastor's job. I've got to do that if I'm not the pastor. To go to heaven, y'all. To be right with God. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Are you happy when other people have good news? No, you say it by faith, but are you? Like, what do you think when you hear someone else was blessed? Are you like, good for them, I really want you to be blessed? Or is it, I wish I had that? You don't really love the, you don't really have the heart of God for your brothers and sisters. Yeah, that's not true. I, for, as a pastor, before I built my house, there were other people in our church that built the house, and I was so happy for them before I even had one built. I hope they're all happy for me. Because I was happy for them. That's, that's what happens, y'all. I'm happy for you before I even get it. And isn't it funny how God will give it to you? If you can rejoice over what they're rejoicing over, then maybe God will let you take it one day and have it. For you. Look, if you're poor right now and you can't rejoice over someone who has money, then why would you get money? You're telling God you don't deserve it. If you can't be happy for someone else's blessings, then why would God give it to you? Sincerely rejoicing when you hear good news. You want to get a healing? Maybe rejoice over someone else's. And not just sit there in your hands in your pocket going, well, that should have been me tonight that got that healing. Grab their hand if you want a miracle and start praising God while you got pain in your body, thanking God that your sister and your brother just got a miracle and they're blessed and you sincerely are thankful for what God is doing in their life. That's the calling of the saint. That's the ministry of the saint. And then don't just rejoice over those who rejoice, but weep over those who are having a bad day. It ought to hurt you when someone is hurting in church. When you hear gossip or you hear something, and you will. I know we try to be careful, but you will hear things that people are going through. You know what's more important than trying to shut down gossip is responding the right way. God, tell me it's not true. I love them so much. Did you hear this brother over here? He got caught smoking cigarettes behind the church. I love them so much. I'm going to go fast for them. Or, I knew it, I knew it, and they, and they want to be on the platform. Oh, my God, I knew it, oh, my. You, you, you're not sad that you caught someone in sin. In fact, you're puffed up. You think you're, you're better now. Now you think you're more holy because you caught somebody that, that was living wrong. It makes you feel like you're more spiritual. It should make you weep because the heart of God is weeping. The spirit is, is, is hurting right now, and you must not have the spirit of your father. When you hear about trouble in the church, it ought to make you want to go and travail in intercessory prayer. It ought to make you want to hug them and love them. Somebody gets pregnant out of wedlock, grab them up, that young lady, and say, I love you. It's going to be okay. We're with you. Don't you worry about it. Hey, the mistake's over. You can't go back and change it. We don't believe in divorce. We don't believe in that. We don't believe in abortion or divorce. That was for somebody free tonight. I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but I meant to say abortion. <laughs> Abortion. 
We don't believe in killing anything. Marriages or babies. Let me finish this so we can close. We'll do part two later. Be of the same mind toward one another. I have a different gift, but I have the same mind. Isn't that, isn't that cool? See, I, I'm a pastor, and let's just say Brandon is an evangelist. We have the same mind to each other, though, even though we have different gifts. This is what keeps us in unity, even though we're not the same in our giftings. This is unity in the kingdom. This is what God wants among the saints. You don't have to agree on everything or always like the same things to have a mind of the same thing. What's the mind of the saint? We all want the same thing. We desire the same thing. We all want to see the kingdom grow. We all want to see people blessed. That's the mind of the church. And I have a different gift, a different role to play. But we all have the same mind. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with humble things. That's things of pride. That's things that are unobtainable, things that are not for you. Do not have your mind wrapped around those things, but keep your mind wrapped on humility, on humble things. Do not be uh, wise in your own opinion. Some saints love to hear themselves talk. Unless the Lord tells me, it's not wise. Unless it's rooted in the scriptures, it's not wise. It's not. And so this is the word for the saints. This is the ministry of the saints. Repay no one evil for evil. If someone does you with evil, don't treat them with evil. Have regard for good things in the, in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. This is a call to the saints of God. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place, but, but rather give place to wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine. The Lord says, I will repay, says the Lord. Don't get even with people. Don't attack people that hurt you. The Lord will take care of them. The Lord will take care of it. If you try to take care of it, then God won't. This is how you can stay and you can reign and you can be an authority even though you've got all kinds of issues and, and persecution and you've got attacks on you. The Lord has your back. The Lord is with you as a saint. As a saint, not just as a pastor. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. That's a word for the saints. Pastors have to do that. Evangelists and apostles. No, it's for you. It's for you. It's for me, even if I wasn't a pastor. If he's thirsty, give him a drink, for in so doing you will heap coals of fire on his head. The greatest way to fight against the enemy is to love him. Because nothing's more convicting and heart-wrenching than loving someone who doesn't deserve it. And trust me, they know they don't deserve your love. Remember what I've been teaching you, church, about loving, staying around people that, that don't like you? The longer you stay around people that are your enemies, the more you can show the true love of God. If you're constantly running from people that drive you crazy, you cannot show the love of God. And you cannot help them be saved. We need each other. We need each other. Billy Cole was preaching this sermon I heard the other day, and he said, he said this, and then, and then I'll wrap it up here, but he said, as a church becomes more apostolic, and there's more gifts of the Spirit operating in a church. He said, you pastors, don't expect everyone in your church to stay happy. He said, some carnal people like a church where there are no gifts of the Spirit moving because their deeds are secretly evil. And they want to go find a church where there's less moving of God's Spirit so that no one will catch them. He said, I had an usher that was uh, missing church, and he had to work, and he said that was okay because he knew about it, but one day he missed, and his heart was troubled, and he called up the usher, and he said, brother, I've missed you, and he said that usher got so angry that he got called by the pastor, he began to just let him have it over the phone and said, you'll never see me again, and he broke Brother Cole's heart, broke his heart. He said he couldn't even pray that night over the, the dinner because the evangelist was, was there. And the evangelist leaned over and said, let me tell you something, Brother Cole. It's not you, brother. It's, it's them. He said, six months later, that brother came back. 
and he had tears in his eyes, and he said, Brother Cole, I'm so sorry what I did to you. He said, I wasn't right. I was going through some adultery at that time. I believe it was adultery. He wasn't living right. And he said, I knew if I hung around this church one more week that God would show it to you. I had to get out of the church. I had to go find somewhere where I couldn't be revealed. Don't ever run from a church where the gifts of the Spirit are operating. If you ever leave this church, find a church where there is the gifts of the Spirit operating. Find a place where the man of God's not afraid to tell you the truth and look you in the eyes. At the minimum, stand behind the pulpit and preach the truth to you. Because you're only going to hurt yourself. Let's all stand tonight. The kids are ready and excited in Jesus' name. Romans 12 and 21, do not overcome, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. This is the word for the saints. I hope tonight that I have helped encourage you that when you read your Bible, make sure you see those words written to you. And take them as seriously as Acts 2.38 and Deuteronomy 6 and 4 and all the other candy stick scriptures that we love as, as, as Pentecostals. And you look in the mirror and you digest those words and you put them a part of your heart. Because if you will become a true saint of God, we're going to have a mighty revival in the last days. You believe that? Thank you, Lord. Here's how I want to close tonight before I let you go. I already brought up people earlier. We did that. And I was going to do that at the end of service. And, Brother Dell, you weren't here for that. But I brought up landing in your place. And I showed the church how God is calling people in the last days who just like you, just like Sister Dara, just normal people. And here's, here's why. Because God, when you become the right saint, God will help you find your ministry. But you've got to first become a saint. And as you become saints, God opens up the door for what's next for you. And listen, you will never become anything more if you will not commit to just being a saint. But when you become a saint, you can become anything. Because God pulls from saints when he calls apostles. God pulls from saints when he calls prophets. God, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. God pulls from saints when he calls evangelists. God pulls from saints when he picks out a pastor. God pulls from saints when he pulls out teachers. Stop trying to be the fivefold ministry until you're a saint. Because when you become a saint, it'll be so easy to step into your apostleship. It'll be so easy to step into your evangelism. It'll be easy to go out to love Austin and, and pray people through the Holy Ghost. It'll get so easy. But first become a saint and watch God use you in a mighty way. Let's lift our hands together right now, can we? In the name of Jesus, God's imparting right now in our church great callings and authorities. You won't even have to quit your job and God's going to use you mightily. You won't even have to quit your job. This is not as scary as you think it is. I've been seeing visions the last, this last few days of God using men and women in this church to do mighty things that will blow your mind. The things I see, I can't even tell some of you yet because it's so crazy and so wild what I am seeing God try to do in this hour that we are in. God is raising up ministers with no pedigree and no background that will trust Him to go out to the city and go out into the world and be used by him. God is doing it. He's sharing the burden. God is sharing the burden as saints. You should feel what I feel for the city. You should feel what I feel for lost souls. You should feel the passion I feel because you've got the Holy Ghost in you. You've got the Holy Ghost in you. Close your eyes. The Holy Ghost is speaking right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, I can see it so strong. My word, I don't want to embarrass anyone tonight, but I saw Brother Eddie ministering the gospel this last few days. Just keep your eyes closed. I saw Brother Eddie ministering the gospel. I know it's crazy. I'm only saying it out loud because of confirmation. I don't know what that looks like, Brother Eddie, but I saw it. I don't even know how to tell you what's next. I just know I saw you being used by God mightily the last few days, and I can't shake it out of my head. 
I am seeing God using women mightily in this church. I am seeing God do things. I had lunch today with, with, with Brother Yoshi. Yoshi's been coming to church for several years now, and I begin to speak life over him. I see God making him an anchor in our church. I'm seeing it happen in the name of Jesus. I'm seeing elders in our church. I've seen visions for Sister Hannah, Hannah Smith. God's got a mighty ministry for her life. And I'm seeing these things, and I can't, I can't shake it. I've already talked to Adrian a couple years ago about what God has for him, and I'm waiting for God to reveal and do that work in him. And now I see it in Caitlin. I see it in Caitlin in Jesus' name. I see it strong in Caitlin. And God has put you with Caitlin perfectly, Brother Adrian, perfectly for the last day revival. I can see it and feel it in Jesus' name. I see it. It's perfect what God is doing in the last days. Jamie's perfect for Chris. Perfect. She's a fighter. She's strong. She's ready to take whatever comes this man's way. It's perfect what God is doing in the last days. It's perfect in Jesus' name. I'm seeing visions in Jesus' name. I'm seeing Brother Dante and God using him and Jessica in a unique way that, that is special. We're seeing God do something in, in their future that's never been done before. It's not just drums. There's something big God is shaking and stirring in our church. God's calling Brother Isaac Benitez to do some video stuff, and I believe it's groundbreaking. I believe he's going to use that talent and that gift to do big things in the kingdom. God is stirring. I've seen, Brother, I've, I've seen our Spanish ministry growing. Brother George and Victoria, by the way, Victoria just got her citizenship today, a legal citizen of the U.S say, I'm seeing it happen in Jesus' name. Isn't that awesome? Amen. I'm feeling it. I'm seeing it. I see Brother Hugh teaching classes and teaching people the Word of God and grounding saints in God, him and, him and uh, Sister Trace. I see it. I can see God working in this place. I see it. God's got his hand on so many people in this place. I'm telling you, whoever's here in the last day, God is going to use you in a mighty way. It's going to happen in Jesus' name. And your best years are going to be the next 10 and 15, 20 years of your life. We're going to see revival like crazy. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to tell you, Brother Smith, these people that are coming from these facilities like Debbie, God's going to send them back, and they're going to be missionaries to their facilities. Debbie, you can, you can pray with people, and they can receive the Holy Ghost while you are praying with them at the apartment complex. You can take them to the pool and baptize them in Jesus' name. If there's nobody else to do it, then do it in Jesus' name. We have got authority and power in the last days, and God is raising up an army. Everybody say in Jesus' name. And so hopefully I can have a pool one day at my house so I can baptize people in Jesus' name. You know, we're always finding a way to do stuff like that. Y'all, it's going to be fun, and I'm serious. We will have to have places to baptize people, but, man, it's going to be fun in the last days. God's going to use the weirdest things to have revival, and he's going to use the foolish things that confound the wise. Yeah, if you've said I'm nothing but foolish, I've come to tell you you're exactly what God wants to use in the last day revival. If you are denying who you are, I'm telling you right now that that's why God wants to pick you up and use you. And the reason why the devil's fighting you so hard right now is because it's true. You are nothing. But with the power of God, you can do anything. And God gets all the glory. Brother Bobby, listen to me. You have a ministry. You know what your ministry is? I have all these problems. And yet the faithfulness of God helps me get up every day and go to church. Brother, you are a miracle. After everything you've been facing and dealing with, you shouldn't even be having faith and be in church anymore, but yet you still come to the house of God. You go out there and tell people, I should not even be alive. But because of the grace of God, he's kept me. Everybody's got a word. Everybody's got a word. Everybody's got a ministry. Jesus walked up to a fisherman and said, you're the one I want. And, and when he did that to Peter and he, he revealed himself to Peter, Peter bowed down and said, get away from me. He said, get away from me. He said, I'm a wicked man. If you knew who I really was, you'd never call me. Get away from me. But Jesus stood his ground and said, that's exactly why I'm calling. You know what? I know God's calling you when you say stuff like this. Get away, God. Get away, God. Get away, God. Get away, God. Stop it, God. Stop calling me. That's how you know the Lord is reaching for you to use you. 
before church, I looked up what were the jobs of the disciples, y'all. They were just busy working jobs, just like you. And God called them. And they saw miracles, signs, and wonders. Thank you, Lord. One more time, let's lift our hands up and let God talk to us. Thank you for hanging with me. Thank you for staying a special night tonight in the Holy Ghost. Special night tonight in the impartation of God. Some of you have had dreams. Some of you have told me you feel a, a spirit of maybe of a prophet on you. God does not call back what he speaks to you. We, we move away. We change lives. But God's callings, they, he does not repent and turn from those things. I can feel God stirring in this 